0: i you.
1: everyone and welcome to another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com oh, All we've be listening to us on, thank you for joining us Tony Chebecky with you, Welshy, Lyle, how are you boys?
2: Very good,
1: eh Tony,
3: how are you? Excellent, thank you Lyle, how are you? I'm going well mate, great weekend of wrestling, I'm excited mate
1: Yeah, and also we welcome Jules into the conversation, hello Jules
4: Hello, I love professional wrestling, especially over the last week
3: Yeah, Fantastic
2: wow a bit early for you, Jules.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure. I was still like uh, asleep. I was waiting for the call from Tony to say, "Fuck sake, get in there
2: you <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get it.
4: Uh, great
1: interview last week with the Renegades of wrestling.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could listen to Fresh and Mikey talk about wrestling all day. It's um, well, we the almost, passion yeah. that, the, that we almost did. We could have. If we hadn't <laughs> stopped the interview, Fresh would still be going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the passion that those two guys have got for wrestling is um, phenomenal and it comes across.
3: Yeah. Um, Just listening to them talk makes you more excited for uh, Renegades, you know, big plans next year. You know, yeah, looking forward to the rollout. You know, more people they're going to uh, announce, you know, the company's in good hands.
1: Yep, certainly is. All right, guys, I'm going to head off because I've got a preordained gym visit, so I'll leave you You told guys me you were too. cooking dinner. Oh, no, I'll do dinner soon, but I've got to go right. to the gym first.
3: Is Jim mowing the lawn or yes. putting a new antenna in? i will meeting him at the pub. Nice. Oh, oh,
1: yeah. So I'll be back soon. But in the meantime, I'll leave you guys with this interview.
2: So we're joined by a very special guest today, one of the bosses, one of the head people behind Deathmatch Down Under. Aaron is here to, to talk us through what is a historic weekend in Australian wrestling, um, the first ever deathmatch uh, tournament in, on these shores, and then also what's looking like a really big month for DMDU. Thanks for joining us, Aaron.
0: Thanks, Brent. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. And yeah, it's a massive month. I'm exhausted already. Okay.
2: I can imagine. Um, talk to us a little bit about how, you know, you've had a few false starts for this tournament, it's fair to say. Talk to us, we'll go on to, we'll talk a little bit about how disappointing that's been, but when we got an idea of opening back up, how quickly were you and the team jumping into gear to get this tournament running again?
0: Oh, well, I mean, yeah, like you said, there was a, a, quite a few probably maybe two false starts, I think in there. Like we, we knew that that first postponement was happening um, and we were optimistic and we put a, a new date ahead of us in, when was that bloody October? And then that it was a snap happen.
2: lockdown. So yeah. it was only a snap lockdown.
0: It was <laughs> only a snap lockdown that lasted how long? Like it's almost a, as long as the first one. Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was tough. And Look, to be honest with you, I was uh, probably quite like I was probably the the pessimist in the room with the team. I was the defeated one thinking I'm because it, it's almost like a, a trauma thing. You like you get locked down that first time and it's so heartbreaking. And for that to sort of happen again, I was like, I'm not prepared to start planning until we know that this is happening for sure. Right. And even now I'm like, <laughs> you know. Who knows? But um, no, I am I'm, I'm feeling a lot better now. And I think after restrictions started to ease, we all had the chance to get together again in person. Um, and that really Remind just... Remind each
2: f- other what you look like.
0: <laughs> See each other from the waist <laughs> down and be like, yep, cool. Joel's still short. Um, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I tried his wrestling boots on the other day and I couldn't get into them. They were so tiny um yeah no just seeing everyone in person was just like the the sort of motivation that i needed to get back in the game um so as soon as we had that i was like all right let's go and then from there the whole team the momentum was back and the energy was back and yeah everyone's so excited now given it's it's just a few days away um but it's been a journey it's definitely been a journey Uh, i'll I'll feel i'll feel better when it's done (laughs)
2: Um, If I knew this was going to be a shoot interview on Joel, I would have prepared different questions.
4: (laughs) Uh, Steering away from throwing shade on Joel. So we know you as the uh, head of community engagement. So all of that work that we have talked about with the code of conduct and the wellness plans, and and you're very much all about fan and talent safety and professionalism. um, How has that changed since, you know, you last put on a show? Does that mean that your role has to subtly be different as we come into these next few shows?
0: I like to think that since we started over the last year, our roles have almost become more fluid. Like we're doing a lot more of each other's work and covering each other's bases as needed as a a team tactic to preserve each other's spoons, but mostly as well just because we're getting more confident to running all the aspects of a, of a good promotion. I, I'd like to think that, um, you know, I've had a good influence on the team and being able to direct them to places to get that information to to safeguard. And I've learned a lot from like a, a physical wellness point of view and a um, a treatment perspective from our myotherapist, um, Louise. She's so great. And the knowledge, I can shoot on Joel, but at the same time, I think you guys know how much I adore him, like the knowledge that he brings from the perspective of a wrestling veteran and what that means for his body, but his mind too, um, has really encouraged us to adapt a really holistic view to wellness. It, it, wellness is not just this thing that I managed over here in the corner about inclusivity and all that stuff, but it's about maintaining the, you know, the, the satisfaction of our talent where with their bookings, making sure that the communication is streamlined, um, that everyone's on the same page and that if anyone has grievances about like, you know, whether it's policy or whether it's their bookings or whether it's just a venue concern, whatever it might be, like that they're able to come and talk to any of us. I'd like to think that that's what our um, vision was from the beginning, but I can see that we're feeling a bit more confident in in those um, different areas of, of managing the promotion and, you know, that can only get better. I think the more that we're in person and interacting with talent more, um, which, you know, we've sorely missed, but it's, it's just around the corner. So that's exciting.
2: It must be pleasing because when you are jumping into promoting for the first time properly, um, yeah. you must have had some some doubts in, in whether you're going to be listened to by a team, whether you're going to, do, what value you're going to add. And then to see everyone sort of championing, championing your cause um, and making that their own as well. Um, and then teaching you things about um, about what their their background and their knowledge. It must be really pleasing to have a team that's so um, supportive of each other.
0: yeah, it is, it really is. It, it's a family. Um, I think from from day one for me it was it was I was always really interested and creative. Um, and when I first met Joel, like one of the first interactions we'd had, he, he was like, you'd be really you have a good mind for this stuff. Um, he probably says that to everyone, but he was like, you've got a good mind for this creative stuff. And, you know, getting that feedback helps my confidence, um, being able to contribute to booking and uh, character arcs and being able to bring a, a, a different lens because we think about wrestling, it's just, it's a storytelling medium. And if we think about the people in mainstream media, in wrestling who have the power to tell stories, it's a certain type of person. So being able to bring a different perspective, lived experience, to those narratives and to be able to pitch those things and provide a bit of, like, um, just, like, a bit of assurance that we're heading in the right direction in terms of our stories because as well as the, the practical care and wellness that is the reality, it's, you know, cafe we're actually looking after each other, but to make sure that the stories themselves are also inclusive and diverse. Um, Takes a bit of vetting sometimes, you know. Like we might pitch angles that are inspired by, you know, attitude error That's because that's what we've all grown up with, and we go, "Oh, how do we spin this in a in a twenty twenty one way? You <laughs> know, how, how do we pivot this to make it not uh, attitude error anymore? But like, m- take the bits of that that are valuable and contextualize it for the present. Um, is is sort of my perspective, but. It's fun, like it's fun, it's the fun part. So <laughs> I enjoy
2: it. It's it's funny because um I have a conversation last week with Mikey J um about a lot of the of the wrestling fans in Melbourne who come from really creative backgrounds, like their authors and their their writers and all that sort of thing, and a lot of women. Um and we we're having a discussion about how we can get more of these women involved in some of the storytelling because of the different lens and how wrestling has been so male dominated for such a long time.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, it's, it's probably just as simple as making the call and asking them to be honest. Um, but
0: there I seems so. to be a reluctance. I, I think it's, it's multifaceted, right? Like there's, there's two approaches. There's like making those spaces available for people and like, so, cause I work in like, arts sector creative media sector outside of wrestling so there needs to be active recruitment for those sort of positions yes um and opportunities made for people to enter places like ours um but it's also about shifting culture which is like what we've been talking about since day dot like how do we change the narrative as a community that to make it one that is not one that is i feel safe walking into this place as a queer person as a woman you know um I feel like I'm gonna be heard I feel like I'm safe and I don't know when I come when I'm at our shows and I've had friends come to shows who've never been to a wrestling match in or event in their life and they're just like whoa this is so cool like look at the different types of people in this room who are all just here having a good time watching idiots smash glass over their heads like (laughs) it's just so bizarre. It's such a bizarre, like, um, coming together of of a a community that is so unique and just the more voices and people we can bring to that, the better. So, yeah, it's definitely a communal effort um, and there's no, there's no, you know, I can't give you a checklist of things to do to make that happen. It's about cultural change and, and that's slow and steady, but, and mistakes are made along the way, of course, but that's how we learn and that's how we grow. And I think we're doing that. I think we're on track.
3: During this most recent postponements of shows, what have you missed most about not being around the team or, you know, even things you might not have realised you missed that now that you're getting back together and, you know, big month ahead, you know, three shows in three weeks is absolutely crazy. But, you know, what have you missed most?
0: Mm. The payoff of the event. Like, just, I mean, yeah, you've all seen me at the show. I'm usually just running around, like, uh, losing my mind. But... Um, (laughs) I am an anxious person in my nature, but I think like being able to see that sort of like all the hard work come together and just the team having a great time. That's what always does it for me. Like at the last show that we were able to run in Melbourne at, um, the juice is worth the squeeze, just like that locker room vibe. I'm again, you know, like and I'm still quite new relatively to the business. So like the locker room etiquette is still something that I am like familiarizing myself with, but just like, yeah, it's just so nice to have people from all over the industry, from interstate, even when that's a possibility, like who might not have even met each other before, might not have crossed paths, have not worked together for whatever reason, Um, being in the same space and sharing common values and just, yeah it's just such a cool feeling and then for those people to be able to go out perform and feel like they're putting on their best work um it's just so satisfying to be able to create that platform for people and for the fans obviously to to enjoy our shows and to leave with a smile on their face like that's that's what keeps us coming back i think
2: what what i notice is not only with the like so what you're describing in the locker room of, of an industry of fast friends and and mm-hmm. people getting together really quickly, um, I find that your crowd is like that as well where people in the crowd um, and I'm I'm or a bit of a, I usually stand in the same spot with my friends and and I just see people genuinely happy to see each other at your shows um, and it, you can't fake that. Like and I feel like that's a culture that's, that's born out of, the management down. And I think the crowd feel actually like they're part of your shows. And I think that's been a real credit to what you've done.
0: Thanks. Thank you. I, yeah. I think it's again, like we had that lightning in a bottle moment of coming out of lockdown and everyone was just so thrilled to be back at live events and at wrestling. Um, but yeah, that's like carried on for us, which is really amazing. And I think it's also just like, thanks to support from you guys and, you know, other people who back us, that we're able to keep that going and that momentum strong um, and for people to want to keep coming back. Like that's a, it's a communal effort. It definitely doesn't just it come from us, but I think we're all leading change in our own way, which is really exciting.
4: And look, as a fan and as a front row guy, um, I've found that I've made better friends, more friends, more diverse friends and deeper connections with people. Purely because of DMDU shows, so it's it's for me personally. It's been like enormous for my sense of community and and for my in- involvement with a, with a large group of people. So yeah, that, that speaks volumes. As far as I'm hmm.
0: concerned, I'm trying to act tough, but you're all going to make me cry. Like this is just a podcast, <laughs> of, like giving me uh, compliments. Right.
4: <laughs> let's get into
2: let's get into the tournament then. Let's yeah, let's sure. talk about this this death match tournament. um how? I'm gonna start with. How do you come up with all of the crazy stipulations? What's that meeting like?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, like to be a fly on the wall is uh. Is I'd pay to be
2: on the fly on the wall. Yeah, I, c-
0: I can bet. Like we could probably sell tickets just to that. Um, to a management meetings and booking meetings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they go off, but I just think like there's so many obsessed minds in in our team like and I use the word obsessed in a way that it's just like there's so much passion and love and respect for the art form of deathmatch but wrestling as well um but so for this tournament specifically there's just so much like this this is like for Joel this is 20 years in the making this is a 20-year dream for Callum Butcher like this is his this is his home now this is where he's found his his heart and his craft is just blossoming with this art form so you know just like the whole team have really put their heart and souls into deathmatch wrestling and now to finally have a, a platform like the first Australian deathmatch tournament to be able to celebrate the art form that they've been championing for so long, that you know, not everyone has seen the same as they do, um, and still to this day, maybe some people are, are skeptical. But I think just to be able to capture controversy in a way that is compelling and um, disproving, like the theory that deathmatch wrestling is just like barbarism and, and savagery, it's it's actually art at its core and if if you care so deeply about something the way that we all do, if you're so invested in the history of deathmatch wrestling and creating and breathing new life into this art form, then like to, to have people see that effort and passion that we all have is it's just like the best feeling. Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all coming from different perspectives too. Like, you know, we've all got, I learned so much and um about the history, and I, I spend a lot of time going back and trying to get my head around some of these stipulations and being like, What the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how, how did he come up with this stuff? Like, how do you come up with it? But it's just like, Yeah, it's something else. And to try to explain death, like the artistry behind deathmatch wrestling to someone who maybe is one isn't familiar with wrestling, but two doesn't quite understand deathmatch wrestling either, is, is like, just to watch their eyes kind of in their head explode. It's its that feeling that I could just, I can't get enough of it. Like, yeah, my workmates are sick of me talking about it, so. I think it's really interesting you
4: talk about the history because when I look at the stipulations for the first round matches, it's like a love letter to the past, present, and future of, of deathmatch wrestling. Yeah. So for, for those who, who don't know, you've you have got your fans, fans bringing the weapons match, which is absolute classic, obviously. That's, yeah. that's a hell of a tribute to the past. Um, you've got light tube lunacy. I Don't even want to speculate, but <laughs> lots of light tubes, and it's going to be um, mental. Yeah. And but then you've got a homegrown death match and a Jack in a Box death match for for Callan and Damien Rivers. So it's just it, it leaves us with that that sense of of mystery as we're walking in. We absolutely have no idea what's going to happen. Mm,
0: you're right about the the love letter for sure. Like the theory behind it all like the Jack in the box match from tournament of death, like um, that is going to be like an innovation of that original match. Um, I'm excited to kind of see what they, what the guys do with that. Um, And then you, yeah, like you said, the homegrown death match, you know, is a tribute to the Japanese style. And of course, who's better to do that than Vixen and Mad Dog, the, you know, Japanese legends, Australian legends in their own right now. Um, yeah, I I just, like, I just, like, admire the creativity that they have and the, the way that I think Deathmatch Wrestling is, like, a tribute art form as well, isn't it? Like, if you think about music and the way that it plays tribute and replicates and samples and redistributes and all that, like, Deathmatch Wrestling is the same. It builds layer and layer and layer on top of each other forever. And to be able to keep building that, into this like beautiful manifesto of of like this is Australian deathmatch wrestling now. That's what I want dream to be. That's what I hope dream will be is that it's just this this like catalogue of of the past, the present, and what's brought us here um heading into the future of of Australian deathmatch wrestling and international deathmatch wrestling. Like um yeah the attention that we're getting online for this is, is really heartwarming as well. So um, and and for people who yes see the stipulations and go oh that's awesome I'm so excited about that and oh I don't I don't know that stipulation like I'm gonna have to do some digging it encourages that curiosity and I think that's that's what it's all about as well right like just digging deeper and finding out new new bits of information that's what wrestling fans like we're all nerds we all like to know everything so
4: oh, speaking of which you've hit upon a really interesting point because when you think about dreams and D R E A M being a a, a clear Tribute to Wu Tang Clan. You're doing exactly what Wu Tang Clan did. You're you're taking old classics and then you're refreshing them for a new audience, and, and you're you're producing bangers. So,
0: yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's, def- it's definitely like remastering the old and like creating something new that will capture the hearts of like Deathmatch loyal fans and and bring in newbies as well. I think that's what we've all we've been about since the beginning. But yeah, it's it's just cool, and and even like being able to say that these guys who have worked so hard here are finally, they're the new generation as well. Like There's no doubt about it. If you look at the, this like talented roster that we have that haven't had the recognition that international talent have had because we haven't had the, the platform, we have that now. So, yeah, to be able to say that these guys are carving the way for the next generation is really an understatement. Literally. I think.
4: Yeah, ca- literally. <laughs> literally, <laughs>
0: literally carving their way.
3: One hundred percent. Yeah. Frido <laughs> had his way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, With um, light light tube lunacy. Um, do you have a ballpark number of how many light tubes were in, in that match? Because I've
5: got a reliable
3: source that tells me roughly over fifteen hundred light tubes are sitting in Joel's garage at the minute. Um, yeah.
0: I've and thankfully, them.
3: after the storms we had recently, they're still there. <laughs> I know.
0: I know that would have and been
2: the
3: earthquake. Disaster, and the be? earthquake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah and the yeah remember the melbourne earthquake we will rebuild um yeah like i think yeah probably around I'd say, yeah, you're right. Maybe 1,500 of them are just stacked up in his garage at the moment, and then overflowing into the backyard. It's insane. We just keep getting them. They just keep like rocking up at his doorstep, and we're like, enough, no more. But yeah, they'll definitely smash a few in the light tube lunacy match. Can't say so how three. many. Three.
2: There you go. You got three. A yeah, a
0: handful. Three a handful. <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably go rogue and just like lose count. Who knows? But look, there's probably going to be light tubes dispersed all that throughout the night. Poor so projector. Just- yeah, <laughs> I'm going like, to lift the projector a little bit higher this time, reposition the ring a little bit. Um, no, just prepare for spooky dust all night is is all I can say.
2: Um, yeah. And oh, no. that's the thing that there's there's at least three other deathmatch stipulations that we still don't know. So um, wh- when you're doing it, um, how much work goes into having um, so many different deathmatches and making sure that they are different to each other? Um, and then trusting the workers within each match to make their own match special and unique
0: Mm. Um, lots of brainstorming yeah I think I think just lots of brainstorming and like constant throwing stuff at the wall seeing what sticks and letting the talent have their their say as well of what Stipulations would suit them, and what and what sort of gimmicks they'd like to incorporate. Because at the end of the day, it's like it's their tribute, it's their art form. Um, so making that as collaborative a process as possible. And yeah, like 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 you said, you know, it's been stop, start, stop, start. But during that time, there's been the the group chat doesn't stop; like it's just constant. Why, why don't we do this? And why don't we do this? Actually, let's do this. So I think even until like just this week, it's only just sort of like solidified what those. Um, second round and third round matches will be, which I can tell you if you'd like the scoop. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely just been like a, a creative process that has stretched out. We obviously, the want, we the,
2: we obviously want the scoop.
0: <laughs> I can give you the scoop. Okay. So in that second round match, which will either be the winner of uh, Damien Rivers and Callum Butcher and Vixen and Mad Dog, I believe, um, yeah, we've got fuckery boards, which, uh, if you're familiar with the language <laughs> the other way around, okay. It's the other way around, but I'll, I'll keep talking about fuckery boards for now. Um, the fuckery boards uh, probably speaks for itself, but if, if you're yeah, yeah, familiar with the like modern deathmatch language, um, it's just, just going to be like insane, uh, gross stuff, that will probably hurt. Um, you can head to Joel Bateman's Instagram. Uh, I think he put it on Instagram. Yeah, he did, but also his Twitter um, of the giant nail bed. Yeah, he's I've been seen that. On. Yeah. yeah, like just who who thinks of that? Um, that's really... Well, circus people. <laughs> exactly. That's This is just a travelling circus. But, um, yeah, anyway, I got that the other way around. So the um, that'll be the other two. So that'll be Atlas and Guido and uh, the winner between Joel and York. Um, and then the other match that we have will be the ladders and light tubes, which is the JC, Bailey and Nick Mondo tribute from Tournament of Death 2002. So, again, just like old and new, I think. But, you know, Fokkari's been around forever. <laughs> if, if <you> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there'll be more light tubes in round two. And, and the, the final. W- the final, that's the big one. Um um it's a dream death match to pay tribute to the the tournament itself with a shark cage so if you're a, a fan of bjw we have a bjw style shark cage that's been collecting dust in um joel's front yard for like months um Funny enough, I, at first, this shows you my taste level, but, like, I thought that he had gone and bought a shark cage like the Enzo Amore uh, WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, yeah. Chris Jericho trapped in the shark cage, suspended from the ceiling. Yeah. And they're talking about, like, you know, ugh, breaking cafe but they're, like, running through spots like, oh, and we'll do a, a Death Valley driver off the top. And I'm like, What? What? <laughs> what? And then it took a few months later when I'd seen the cage, I was like, oh, okay, I'm less concerned about this. Like I'm still concerned, but much less now that you'll, you won't will be suspended from the ceiling. Um, so those are the, that's the. That's I'm the not sure how you get the shark
2: plate cage up, suspended to the ceiling. in that. <laughs> We'd venue. have to
0: tie it to the projector, I think. <laughs> uh, strong enough. <laughs> exactly. it it's indestructible. Um, Yeah, Uh, so those are the the matches. And um, I I think the the challenge will be keeping the attention of the audience uh, consistently all the way through and and making sure that they don't burn out. But I I trust that our talent will be able to manage that and be able to manage their own spoons as well. So,
2: yeah. It's funny because you've booked one non-death match and that's not going to give the crowd a break either because... BDE um, are one of the most high-energy tag teams I've ever seen, anywhere mm. in the world.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot with that one, didn't we?
2: <laughs> you should have just got two headlock guys. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to be the final. You see, it'll just be headlocks. Yeah. So.
2: red wrestler, wrestler, wrestler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always
2: thought. I've always thought. That, I'd always thought I'd love to see a, de- a death match that just ends with a roll up at the start. Like.
0: Oh, absolutely. We cannot, but. I'm an advocate for the finger poke of doom until the day I die. Like, I think it's one of the best finishes of all time.
2: It's still not the worst match I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It seemed much worse. Um, but, yeah, that'll be a fun tag match for sure. Um, you're right. It will probably be quite high energy, but it'll be a, maybe just a nice shift of pace um, and something just a bit more, like, <laughs> relaxed.
2: <So> who's playing <laughs> in the ring that. for those guys? Those guys have like more probably awesome me. Than anybody.
0: Probably me. No, I'm, I'm not on Sweet duty <laughs> Um At the moment, I'm on commentary. I'm on the commentary desk, which I'm going to have to sit between Andy Coyne and JXT to make sure they don't murder each other. So that's, You that's might need a referee
2: role. shirt for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I might. I think I might need one. It should be a fun night.
3: And a poncho for all the white claws getting spilt everywhere as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to protect the, the microphone desk, like, just make sure that the mixer doesn't get Spoiled JXC's going to be losing his mind. The whole time. anyway,
2: it shocks me that JXT ever gets drunk. He spills that much alcohol. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, white
4: claws and draft beer. You're in between the two. The craft beer. You're in between the two. That's like the weirdest shandy ever. That's that's. That <laughs> I I'd drink.
3: I would drink that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would too. So maybe I shouldn't be the one sat between them.
3: <laughs> Put a glass. Put an empty glass in between both and you <laughs> catch the <us, laughs> switch. <us, laughs> It'll um, work.
2: But yeah, the idea, like, so having JXT and Andy and you as the commentary team is obviously a new mix, um, but I think that'll work. Like, it's um, JXT and Andy have a uh, dislike for each other's well-known um, after the last 12 months.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know. JXT has a way of weaseling his way into things. Um, and, yeah, of course, Andy isn't super happy about it, but we'll, we'll mitigate it. We'll manage the situation. And you know what? For To give him the credit, I think JXT has a really great um, – he's just a wrestling mark. He has a great, like, vocabulary of, of wrestling history. He's a big ECW fan, so I'm excited to see what he pulls out in that regard. Um, and then, of course, we've got Andy Coyne just, like, undisputably one of the best commentators in the country so um it's a lot to to sit between and a lot to live up to but I'm excited it'll it'll be my first venture into commentary but you know I'm I'm just there to have fun really and I'll probably cry a few times but that's what makes the drama doesn't it
4: and you might be sat there with that I was just gonna say you you might be sat there with that beautiful new belt (laughs) That's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. There's, there's name plates, the, the side plates on the side as well. Beautiful tribute. There's, there's probably room for twenty names on there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous belt for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see the, the legacy that it develops um, in this country. You know, because it's obviously a very unique title to, to what we've ever had in this country. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Hopefully, it travels, and, and hopefully. Uh, it touches every corner of the globe and, and we can give it, give it that prestige that it deserves because um, Australian deathmatch wrestling is, is just some of the best wrestling in the world. It just hasn't been seen um, and now it is being seen. And, yeah, the, the reward of the deathmatch title is, is, is such an important part of this tournament um, and the life that it will continue to have is something that really greatly excites us.
2: And there's also, there's an argument for so many people in this tournament to win the tournament. Um, I've had a few conversations with people and no one agrees who's going to win. And that's that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. And I say that interesting because I think it reflects how I feel in that all of these talent deserve it. Like they've all worked their asses off whether they've been in wrestling for 20 years or five years or less like I mean we've got York who's you know really only just starting to make waves in deathmatch wrestling but is really proving to be a strong contender and you've got Atlas who's had one death match but completely stole the hearts of everyone in that room that night and who's to say he can't do that again um but then you've got people like Guido who who are he's the only person I believe in the the tournament who's actually participated in a death match tournament before. So he's got that experience. And you think about the, what Mad that Dog. does. You're
2: Mad, Mad, Mad Dog. Dog. Yes,
0: of course. Mad Who Dog. is like, a legend. Exactly. Like the, just surpasses human ability and, and prestige of like what this art form means to him as well. And, and Vixen too. Like I think Vixen often gets overlooked and perhaps. She's
2: had know, some really good matches with you. With DMDU. Um, some of my favorite Vixen matches have happened in the last 12 months.
0: I think she's just got a new fire now, a new fire underneath her that she's got this place that celebrates this art form that she's long championed and hasn't necessarily had a platform to do so. Um, and yeah, you could say the same about Damien Rivers as well, who's been grinding on the the independent scene for such a long time and is really the dark horse. I know that's an overused term, but you think about it; he's, he's undefeated in singles, and um, n- n- people aren't talking about that, <laughs> which is really interesting. So, I, you know, no, no, I'm he's, excited uh, to see what happens in, in that space if he can pull out a, a surprise, perhaps.
2: And you've got Joel, of course, who um, little feet,
0: <laughs> little Joel. He's
2: got really very small feet.
3: He was my choice. Uh, we did a bit of a you know, picking our favourites. He was my choice with the, the ultimate redemption story, him lose, going on the losing streak and then, you know. It's because he's a loser. Well, he's got small feet. I didn't realise that. So now I've crossed that out. I've, um, I'm going with Guido. I feel that <laughs> why <laughs> Why not? If someone's going to win the Australian, the first Australian uh, deathmatch tournament, why not an American? Mm. Um, you know, he can be a double champ with his He's uh, an Australian now. He has one of the best mullets in Australia, if not the world. Um, and I'm very I'm jealous to-
0: of his, to be, to be fair. Right. I kind of wish I had that mullet, but yeah, one day. All- I'm
3: about
2: six weeks off it, I think.
0: Oh, nice, Lyle. You're getting there.
2: Yeah, it's going. It's, uh, <laughs>
0: that's
3: my tribute to uh, Guido, so you better win. No,
2: nah, yours um, is more of a tribute to the
3: nasty boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's in between at the minute. The blonde yeah. won't be there forever. So More, yeah. more knobs
4: than sacks, I think.
3: He's got the
2: knob. Yeah. What, <laughs> what about what about you, Jules? Who have you got? Who are you on? Oh, look. Yes.
4: I, I have to. say, My heart is is saying a final of um Vixen Atlas. I I just want to see that so much. That's that's another past <laughs> and present. And Atlas was was so damn good in in his last match. My head says it's Joel versus Callum. and. I'm not mad with with either of those and I'm notoriously absolutely terrible at predictions so it
2: won't be mm. good. At those. <laughs> I um I like I'd love to see Mad Dog win it um just because of what he's done in wrestling for a long time. Um and then yeah Callan's my number 2 I think because of he's gone close to winning big matches so many times already and he always seems to not quite get there, um, mm. so I mean it would be a good, it would be a happy story to see him grab the title. I think he'll get it at some stage in his career, and I just, but I just, lo- I think that if you got a deathmatch match title in Australia, at some stage, if Mad Dog's name's on that title, <laughs> it would be a tragedy.
0: Mm. It's and funny, funny
2: but yeah. There's so many, there's so many good choices.
0: Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I we call Callum the serial choker because he always <laughs> he gets this close. And then when it comes to the big matches, he can't quite get the, get to the finish line. So, um, yeah, can he do it this time? I guess is, is the question. I
2: guess so we expect him to almost win a match at some stage in the tournament oh. then. And <laughs> but, yeah. I hope but not.
4: What a, what a queue of people there'll be, though, there in the future. Because you've got to look at Charlie Evans, right? Getting to the semi finals of the Nick Gage Invitational. Mm. And you've got to look at people like, Neil diamond cutters making noises on Twitter there's, there's there's a whole bunch of people who will just be itching to get over here and I, and I think I, I just can't wait to see it happen
0: mm, yeah it, it, it's like it's it's like we've had all this time now to reflect on you know what could have been because we had plans with this year and obviously they didn't necessarily go to plan but at the same time I don't think that's like curbed our potential and I don't think that's curbed the possibilities or opportunities available to us I think that the world is still very much our oyster and um yeah like the talent that we have the potential to work with is is just really thrilling and exciting and I just can't wait to kind of bring that to life for everyone and for our talent who've dreamed of being on that international stage for so long and to to be able to wrestle their idols as well in deathmatch wrestling because again coming back to that it's a tribute art form it's a, it's about you respecting the legacy and respecting the impact that your peers have had and being able to just like to be able to thank them for that and, and in the form of going toe to toe like that that's just a gift that I would love to be able to give to to all of our talent eventually
3: speaking, speaking well, of you... Char- charlie evans that uh jules brought up just personally what has it uh meant to you seeing what she's been doing in the last couple of weeks um yeah. in america
0: i fucking love chevs um i mean yeah Ch- charlie and i like only met through the mdu like i think i'd I'd interviewed her for bronco busters way back when i was doing that but it was like an online interview so it wasn't really much of a, an interaction but like i just have so much respect for her as an individual i think and like being able to share moments with her backstage in the locker room of talking about what it means as women or, or femme people in, in this industry and like why that shouldn't matter. And if anyone proves that, like it's Charlie Evans, you know what I mean? After what she's just done at Nick Gage invitation, um, regardless of gender, what it, what an impact and what an impressive performance. Like that's, that's how you make your name known after all that time that she spent pent up um, indoors. And I actually oh, a shameless self-plug, but I have an audio documentary coming out soon with the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia about wrestling and uh, p- partially death mass wrestling too. But I spoke to Chevs for that and Sydney had kind of just gone into lockdown and we were just... Lamenting over that in that recording that we did together. And um, it's really, for me, I'm just sort of living in my own little headspace now where that's about to come out and she's in a completely different place now to where she was then. And it's just really, I'm so proud and I'm so happy for her. Uh, uh, proud, but I've done, I've played no role in her success whatsoever. Like she was always going to get there, it was only a matter of time. Um, yeah, it's really cool.
2: It's almost like you guys have got a champion on the world stage to bring some eyes back to you as well. It's really it's really good timing as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's done a lot for us. And, yes, yeah, she'll get back here eventually or, or we'll bring it to her, you know, it, it'll happen.
2: Um, thanks a lot for your time and good luck for the weekend. We'll be there. Um, and we are optimistic that Lyle won't faint. That's the that's the hope. <laughs> yeah, bring,
0: when in bring doubt, a stick cover bag. your eyes.
3: When
0: yeah, cover doubt. your eyes and, and bring a sick <laughs> bag if you need. But no, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. And yeah, definitely I'll make an effort to come say hi. Really appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron.
0: No worries.
1: Welcome back, part two of the show. Fantastic chat with uh, Aaron there, boys. Really looking forward to this tournament on Saturday night. Yeah,
2: it's, yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be crazy, um, and I've got no idea who wins. Like I know we touched on it during the um, during the interview, but I've got no idea who wins. Who do you think, Tony?
1: Uh, I think whoever can handle the fuckwackers <laughs> will be the eventual winner. <laughs>
2: I like I, You've I been like. you've been called that a few times, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <Yes, I> have.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> have you ever been able to handle a fuckwacker? whacker?
2: No. He, I he handles me in the start. group chat poor he handles me in the group chat really poorly, so no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what they were called, weren't they? I don't know.
1: Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> she mentioned she mentioned the the fuckery boards gonna be in the second round. The fuckery boards. The fuckery, fuckery boards, boards. not fuckwackers okay. Oh, what a I,
3: I'm That's, telling um, you what, Tony, that should have been in their group chat and they're creative.
2: I'd love to see um, a new tag team based on the Bushwhackers <laughs> called the Fuckwhackers.
4: Fuckwhackers. I, I was going to say, if, Jay, if Joel's listening, can we rebook Big Dude Energy versus Cool Guy Squad to be Big Dude Energy versus Cool Guy Squad versus the Fuckwhackers? Triple threat. <laughs> Book
1: it. <later> right. <laughs> so maybe I got that wrong.
3: Uh, uh, you got it right, Tony. Don't worry. That's would <laughs> be your first round. time for everything, Tony. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fuckery boards.
3: Okay. The fuckery boards. No, I, yeah. it, it, it's going to be fun, even though you know, I'm going to be anxious watching it. Um, you know, the, the team at Deathmatch Down Under, they're having fun with the stipulations like they do with their um, creative show titles. Um, it's going to be good to get back to watching live wrestling. Uh, and yeah. um, buying merch.
4: I, I, I tell you, so I've missed a merch table. I've miss, missed buying T-shirts. And there's
3: that you shouldn't be buying t-shirts yet, man. You haven't your uh, yeah. transformation hasn't finished. You'll be buying <laughs> you know, re-buying digital. the same shirts in a couple of months again. I've,
4: I've already bought Joel shirts in two different sizes, but um, I have heard, oh, if you want a, a little scoop, that Joel's got some pretty cool new merch coming out on Saturday. Ooh, and cool, when I say pretty cool, I probably mean pretty hot new merch.
3: Hot merch, oh. I like that. Interesting. Oh, sorry, okay. team, of
4: course,
2: though. you can get our you can get our merch from Wrestle, uh, wrestlermerch.com. Cheap plug. It was uh, hey, you think. made me
5: buy one. <laughs> I you didn't let me little little on the show until I bought
1: one. I liked your little hint there, Joel. Uh, sorry, Joel. I liked your little hint there, uh, Jules. It was very saucy of you.
4: Oh, I, I as a British man being brought up on uh, carry on. It's definitely
3: saucy, is in my uh, vocabulary. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. If from the start, of, start of this second segment, to Joel's going to be having fuckwackers at merch no t- stand already. This is it's good production line. Hello, yeah. Tony. All
2: right,
1: let's get straight I'm into bad it. I for
3: Joel in the remake of Cinderella because the shoes
2: apparently aren't going to fit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to kick off the AEW full gear review? I'll
3: well, kick be it one off, of the Tony. two people that have seen it um yeah I'll, I'll try my best to not cry um, I've done a note mm-hmm. of that over the the weekend um, yeah, this is yeah 10 match card eight nice short ones over over delivered um, the hype was real going in amazing from uh, top to bottom um, Mjf and Darby solidifying themselves as the future of the company that's in ring match of the night you know for for myself the only thing better was the hangman story at the end um which tipped that over but um yeah, those those two guys put on an absolute classic yeah. opening the show uh, what was interesting
4: to me is how they opened the show and they told you from the start this was a professional wrestling pay-per-view because that was yeah. professional wrestling and and one thing i will say is nobody does a suicide dive like like Darby Allin
3: he can go yeah, 110 even, miles an hour. That's that's even, crazy. Even
2: Cornet, even Cornet, like that match.
3: Right? Yeah, no, that that right there is telling everyone MJF's not just an amazing, phenomenal promo. He can work. Yeah, they, they both guys had their working boots on. Darby only had three or four of his insane spots, so it wasn't a stunt match. This was rest, you know, professional wrestling. You are know, coming out with takedowns and holds and counters to start. Um, you know, for a couple of the people watching a little bit closer. There was a little bit of Halloween Havoc '96, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. A couple of sequences in there that they they put in, which was great. Obviously, on the anniversary of uh, Eddie Guerrero's death, there was a lot of um, tributes to Eddie during the show. Yeah, um, yeah absolute and, banger. And
4: and there were also channeling Flair versus Sting, which I particularly enjoyed. With with MJF um, doing the the flash struts and and the obviously the sharpshooter slash scorpion deathlock, you know it it was thoroughly enjoyable if you're into WCW for sure.
3: Yeah, and creative finish as well, you know, with the sliding over the skateboard to get uh, Darby DQ'd and him rejecting it, and then MJF the slimy bastard getting the diamond ring out of his trunks and winning with the. The headlock takeover, like he said he was going to, after nefarious means. So, no, great way to start the pay per view.
1: Fantastic. Let's move on to Japan, guys. There's plenty what, of news coming. We, we,
3: took, we went to, we spoke about one match on an absolute bag oh, of paper. How long do you Sorry, want? But let's now? not how let's not cover want? all ten. No, no. I'm just saying <laughs> that's the best match of the game. And then obviously yeah. we've got the Hangman two year storyline. Um, I was crying from the start of message jewels. Um, When they did the special entrance of him walking down Minneapolis in an empty street on a horse, I was already crying pre-match, knowing he was going to win, hoping they didn't screw us and him not win. Um, You know, this this storyline, been going for two years, slowly weaving through, Hangman not having the confidence and losing his best friends in in the tale as well, you know, coming up short time and time again. You know, absolute crazy match. You know, these guys pulled out all the stuff. Omega's working injured. He can barely move his shoulders, but that didn't stop him. You know, the the story at the end of Nick Jackson, you know, teasing that he was going to stop the uh, Buckshot Lariat, then not, and Matt Jackson teasing, and then giving the little nod to say that it was all right. You know, it is your time. Had me crying again, and then, Winning the title, pinning him, you know, one, two, three in the middle. Yeah, I just, yeah, from two years to now. What if it, you're crying watching that, you should never watch Marley and Me. I <laughs> watched Marley and Me the other week actually, and had a cry. I've watched it two or three times. Um, yeah, uh, what can I say? I, I do like to cry, and wrestling makes me cry the most. So, now it was a great way to finish a long pay per view, but um, yeah, well worth it.
4: Yeah, and I'm I'm very quickly just, I'm such a 2005 wrestling dork that seeing CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston for the first ever time had my feels. Uh, Shortest match on the card, 11 minutes, um, and it was nice and stiff, just how I like it.
3: What a fight. Just a fight. No fucks given by both guys. CM Punk getting booze from the crowd and leaning into it with the uh, five-knuckle shuffle tees, Uh, but knowing what He's doing both guys' baby faces by the end of the match. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the Eddie Kingston redemption story of him finding his way. And, yeah, because he's coming up short as well.
1: Yeah. Something very
3: cool. cool. Mm. Anything
1: else you'd like to say about AEW Lowell? or you?
3: No, no, that was it, Tony. I appreciate uh, giving me uh, two matches to review. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm
1: going to hit you with a fuckwacker
2: very shortly. <laughs>
3: You better you, copyright that, Tony. Someone's going to be, hear this. To be fair, you know, to be fair, Tony
2: probably would not cut you out um, off if you threw a couple
3: of jokes into your reviews. <sighs> uh, you can't. Well, you can't when you're talking just classic wrestling and you classic storytelling. You know, so it was it wasn't a joking matter.
1: How can you go from there's it's nothing always... else I want to say to then continuing to say something?
3: Yeah, no. there was a long gap. Yeah. I, I support you, Tony. He did give a long pause. I listen you, to you two guys finally being on the same page here.
2: It was like when, yeah, was, the pause was that long. It was like when I we try and get Lyle to ask a question during an interview.
3: It was,
1: uh, you know, uh, let's go to Jules. Jules, he's kept you quiet. Sorry about that. But you've got all the
4: New Japan wrestling news. Oh, just this is a golden time for wrestling. There's too much wrestling on TV, and that's a great thing. There's too much good wrestling on TV, but... Um, just thinking about uh, the World Tag League and the best of the Super Juniors happening at the same time, just splitting off now. But a couple of big stories coming out of that is that, that Taka Michinoku coming back to Suzuki-kun in New Japan and getting the absolute piss beaten out of him by his own gang. So it was like he, he left the family after stealing their money and then he came back without it. He was absolutely murdered by them. So the fact that, and I've never seen this in wrestling where you've Poor got, Taka. Minoru Suzuki's his tag partner screams at him to get up after being beaten up in the middle of the ring. He doesn't go in and help him. He just screams at him to get up, and then um, the finish was simply Taka not being able to get up. KO finish with his own tag partner just not doing anything about it. I, I, that's legit. It was it was brutal. Cool. So there's a lot more to come with the Suzuki gun story. There's going to be some more ruptions coming the way. That's that's for sure. I um, love um, Jonah Rocker.
2: Has turned
3: up. Oh, Battle in the Valley, which is uh, in America. That was a really good show too. Like you said, there's so much good wrestling. Um, you know, coming out and squaring off against Moose. So is there maybe a showing up on Impact, a little bit of a tease there, and then, you know, you know, beating up Moose is your uh, favorite too. But well, he was once. Jules had to go and wreck that uh, Off air I think that was uh, Yeah um, <laughs> I don't think any of that made it to air No, no, good, thanks
2: <laughs> uh, no, no, to be fair You didn't know any of Moose's backstory um, No, I didn't but Look, uh, I think that's probably the best place for Jonah to, to land, to be honest I've been saying it for a while I think that Japanese hard, strong style Is, is Jonah And I think he's going to do well
4: there it's it's really healthy over there in the U.S. Uh, and the fact that people are traveling between the U.S. and, and the U.K. and Japan is, is super good for New Japan.
3: Yeah, and that goes. means he can, you know, he can do, you know, U.S. Indies as well, hmm. um, which is good. You know, the U.S. Indies are firing at the minute. You know, Jonah's got another <clears throat> wrestling figure coming out with Junk Shop Dog, which is an Australian figure company. Oh, he's doing well. And he has an exceptional mullet as well, so... He left um, us on red. Uh, maybe we didn't go <laughs> through the right channels because, well, we didn't realize he'd already signed to New <laughs> Japan. So um, maybe we'll go through the right channels and see what we can do. Um,
1: Did I see something that uh, Farley's on a comeback?
4: Farley coming back as well. That's a big stark difference between Taka and Farley. Taka came out and got worked and got beaten up like shit. Um, Farley came back and took one bump and left. It was amazing. Oh, generally back. The, the genius of, of <laughs> Japanese wrestling. Comes in, walks around a bit, takes a bump, walks off. It, it, he's just a mastermind.
3: What a worker. Great payday. <laughs> and and
4: finally, what I, what I will say is that um, Tanahashi's hair is worth the price of the New Japan World subscription alone. It is the best hair potentially in, in all of wrestling. Jules, how did your favorite wrestler, Buddy Matthews, go? Oh, in the Valley? I didn't watch the
3: Valley. What? Lyle, you watched it. I I watched it. Obviously, New Japan have big plans for him, putting him in the ring uh, up against Okada. uh, First time in. Um, Yeah, really good match. I think they left a little bit in the tank that they could do this rematch. Um, You know, both guys. Okada's probably one of the best in the world. Buddy, I know he hasn't done a lot in the short term, but... Some of those matches he's putting out on two oh five live. I think Tony, you probably just missed them yeah. um, with your reviews, unfortunately, because he's putting banger after banger um, that five people were seeing. Um his match with Roman, He's match
2: with Roman on, on Raw was yeah, amazing.
3: Like I don't think he has bad matches. I think this was works well. Like you know, he probably has the best chest in all of wrestling. Even bigger now. Um you know, so he's just been in quarantine and, you know, just Working training because he hasn't been able to chicken. work. Yeah, for the last 90 days. Um, I think they've got big things planned for him. Um, he's going to go straight in that heavyweight division because of the size of him. Um, so, yeah, if he sticks around New Japan strong and then hopefully gets over to Japan when uh, he's able to. Um, Okada put him over big time after the match. You know, getting the crowd to cheer him, and you know, picked him up, shook his hand. You know, they hugged. Akata won, obviously, but yeah, I think there's big plans for Buddy Matthews.
1: Sounds like Buddy know. Matthews has got big things planned for himself.
3: Well, he's going to take over the wrestling universe. I have to say, I don't generally watch
4: strong because I've got a limited amount of time to watch wrestling, but with with Jonah and with Buddy Matthews, it's, it's two very, very good reasons to start.
1: Then I assume you won't be watching WWE Survivor Series. Well
4: maybe 1989 Survivor Series or 90. I watched that on the weekend.
3: It was excellent. Wow-y. I feel like I have to watch it now. <laughs> we reviewing that next um, week and we-
2: Next week, no, no, we're reviewing. No, no, we're reviewing the probably the prop, the this year's survivor series, which it's had a strange build. Um, I don't know what's really happening on the show. I'm assuming there'll be a few inter promotional matches. Uh, Becky Lynch came out during the week, and I agree with her here. There's no stakes. Um, she said, even if there was a banana, like if the winner got a banana, at least there's stakes. There's no stakes to this show. Um, I've been always an advocate for. It's whoever, a vegan show. There's
1: no steaks.
2: Hey, <laughs> well, even they'll have a mushroom steak. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> and even if the winner of the the winner should have got should get the number thirty spot in the rumble, in my opinion, it's that means that everyone's got something to fight for. Um, but as it stands, it's a little bit outdated. Um, Survivor series
3: it's been going the, that way the last couple last couple of years, you know, bring back the old school, random teams together, cutting the promos, you know.
2: No, no that's, that's yeah. a cluster.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know. This, you know, they call it one of the big four. Definitely not anymore. Um, Charlotte and Becky may have some interest because of their issues, real issues. Well, they don't have issues. bad matches. You know, they don't have um, bad the, matches.
2: It'll be a good match.
3: I don't think the, the in-ring product is never the problem with WWE especially over the last couple of years it's just the creative like Big E versus Roman assume Roman just wins Um, where does that leave Big E so there'll be shenanigans yeah um, but yeah it just feels I didn't even realise until you were putting the run sheet together that this was this weekend. It's that far off my radar. No, you, at the minute. Yeah, yeah. You're the one who you're the one who reminded me that. Yeah, you know, I just asked. Um, so I was like, oh, I know it's roughly around this date. Um, should I? Well, Tony,
2: Tony's the summer. Tony's a Survivor Series expert.
3: Yeah,
1: he went I to one. The one.
2: Life. That's right. Do you and you survived. Do
1: you remember when I went to Chicago? Never heard of it. No. No, yeah, you kept this quiet. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It's a good weekend. Any, any of those pay-per-view fe- weekends where they go for four days. and well, you get they don't
2: the- do that anymore. No, no, but yeah, no, that was no fantastic. Takeover.
1: Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and the pay-per-view. That was a, a massive weekend.
2: I see so NXT is going to be going to, they're going to be changed to PG-14, is the rumor. And that might make NXT a better show but that is going to make it more difficult to transition from NXT to the main roster in my opinion because you'll be over for being a bit edgy and then you won't be able to do it.
3: Hmm. Well, they've got to try something. Throw True. something at the wall and see what sticks. All right, moving um, on. maybe well, just stick with a, something.
2: Just get an Aussie to have a poker match in the middle of the ring and then beat up his opponent, cut his hair and beard. Done. I like it. I think they did it today, so. Oh, okay.
1: Closer to home uh, Announced this week MCW versus PWA Coming up in December
3: Worlds Collide Streaming live on Fight Tony MCW yeah, streaming live on Fight um, Should be good uh, It's exciting
2: um, Yeah PWA obviously Coming into Melbourne to do the private Function show um, And MCW are Taking ex- exception So now we've got a some sort of a code war between the two. Yeah. I mean, you territory. Territory. Well, I wonder if it's going to lead to more of these into promotional shows, whether we're going to then see MCW go and invade Sydney. Watch this space. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so.
4: Well, it's yeah. interesting to see that um, you've got uh, Royce and Mitchy together and they've got a surprise third man for Speed Force. So, I think someone better check to see if Hulk Hogan's been double vaccinated to be
3: the third man. Spoilers, sorry. I'm pretty sure it's Mabel who's the third man. (laughs) Uh, Bruce Pritchard told me. Um, Eric Bischoff maybe said that. Uh, Aman the Kid would be be great with Mitch and Royce as the third man. Um, Well, that's what I tweeted today. Maybe that's where I got the information from. Maybe I was stealing it. Um, the joint account. Maybe I tweeted it, no one would know. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is good, you know, finally going live, um, on fight, you know, streaming uh, on the 19th of December. Um, you're going to the show the night before, Welshie, aren't you? The private, private function, Function's still on shirt. top. Yep, so you know, it's good. Going to full weekend of wrestling in Melbourne again, so yeah.
4: I'm, I'm exactly. gutted that i will be in the UK. So it's You're this, gutted, you're so gutted so upset, that you're gonna yeah. be in
3: the UK. That does, that's not right.
4: Well if it's the
2: same night as Tottenham Liverpool, you probably will be. It is.
4: Yeah, it is.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder if they're gonna make that that um three on three or four on four, they might have to get the uh might have to get rubbish Ronnie Garvin in, like the four by fours, you know, Jim Duggan, Brett Hart, Ronnie Garvin and Hercules. Uh, I think the four by fours will go down well, PWA versus uh
1: mcw okay hey guys uh, uh seriously jeff from wrestlebrania's just old in so i'll bring him into your chat i can't stick around and talk to him if right. any kind of, i just don't want to do that so i'll leave you guys to have a chat to jeff from wrestlebrania it's all yours
3: all right guys before we wrap up i've got a uh, Hang special on, I'm guest almost, why, do we, why are you interrupting well i've got a special guest coming on the line big uh, right. friend of the show a friend of mine personally I've got our Jeff from WrestleBrainia. Welcome him in, guys. The fuck? Yep. How hey,
5: hey, you doing? Hello. Lyle. Why isn't there this go on the run sheet? sheet? Well, well I'd she. said it
3: was a surprise. Did Tony That's just good. duck off? Did he just run off as soon as he seen Jeff's name in the Zoom?
2: <laughs> sure. so uh, yeah, I guess you didn't say it
5: was a pleasant surprise. This is, <laughs> oh. this is you see, Jules, this is typical. They talk over me. They don't let me get a word in about the Why show. Why are you boom. here? I'm here to push the show, the real show, the show that you are not part of. Lyle, I've got your ticket. Thank you very much. Thank you.
3: So that's why he's here. Anything for what? a free ticket, Welshie? I mean, I, um, no.
5: I got my big ticket day this one, weekend. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you this much, though. I can tell you this much. I went for a walk today. That same bloody van was following me around. And I finally cornered your lawyer. Your lawyer, Dennis no, De Nudo, we, we I said, I said, what's it going to take for you to stop? He said, I'll work for you. I said, right, I'll double whatever they're paying. So for $25 and two lolly bags, he now works for me. Oh.
2: Lolly bags is
3: code, Jeff. Yeah, that's <laughs> different. That's a lot different. That's why he had it for $15. Um, didn't we cut him during the lockdown yeah, expenses?
2: Yeah, we, we, we did. Uh, we cut him during lockdown. So he's uh, lo- he wasn't on retainer anymore. <laughs> he's still
3: spruking that he's still our client. That's pretty good. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Hang on, what's this
5: wrestle brainy? I didn't even know this was on. Well, it's, uh, what we're doing is we're pairing with the wonderful folk at DMDU, uh, and we have the current DMDU tag team champions, who Spent Youth, going up against the 10th of the upper crust. So Aisha and Murdoch against Darcy and Atlas. It's going to be a great afternoon, 4pm. That's going to fish. be a shit show. Where am I? <laughs> You're at home, mate. I'm the reigning champion. Uh, we're we're
3: the reigning champion.
5: Uh, let me just clarify one thing. Your ticket's on the way. On the way, Lyle. Shut up. Uh, okay. Let me just clarify one thing. Let me just well, clarify. You've got the trophy. You've got the trophy, but it's the Comedy Festival trophy. I don't have to put up with you for another five months, mate. For oh, I'm five months, win. I'll win this. You're not going to be there. You're not invited. I don't want to see you. You don't understand, mate. If you're I win, full of
2: you. If I win. Can I get booked on your next special?
5: You're not going to win. It's not going to happen. All right. I tell you what. Oh, geez, this kills me. If you win, you can be on the next special. Why
3: did I say that? Uh, that, that, that's, that sounds fair, Jeff. And, I, and from the bottom well, of my heart, I promise no sticker? shenanigans. No shenanigans. I'm just going as a fully comped member of the public.
5: All right. So, no shenanigans from us. How about you, Welchie? Any shenanigans from you? Well, I don't have a ticket. Yeah, good. There we go. There we go, Lyle. How much are tickets? How much? Tickets are only $15. They're available at the door. You can get them on Eventbrite. You can go to our page. You can go to the DMDU page. You can go to the Catfish page. They're all over social media. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Lots of fun and surprises. And as a bonus, no Welchie. No freaking... (laughs) <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You could oh
2: with this.
3: Just you put know. on a pair of shorts, Welshie, and uh, say you're Lyle at the door and take my ticket if, um, if I'm arriving oh. late.
2: I'll need well, to do some know. leg raises before that.
5: <laughs> well, you know I'm on the call. You oh, idiots don't even realise I'm still on the so, call. still here. So, um, oh,
3: Jeff.
2: Uh, yeah, thanks. Can someone cut Jeff
3: off? We need Tony back to do that, don't we? No, no, I can do it. But okay.
1: right. he's gone, thank goodness for that. Uh,
2: good riddance.
1: need to know, guys. Guy, um, I
3: did, I did I forget to put that on the run sheet? I apologize for that. Yes, um, one free yeah.
2: ticket for to me, yep. Tony. I'm gonna to win. I'm not I'm not allowed in the venue, but somehow I'm gonna win this wrestle All right,
1: we'll look forward to it. Hey, let's have a look at what's coming up in wrestling. Uh, on Friday, the 19th of November, Nathan, Saturday, the 20th of November, Deathmatch Down Under presents. Australia's first-ever match tournament here in Melbourne at the Arrow on Swanston. Ryan City Wrestling in Adelaide bring you Scarstruck from the Riot City Wrestling Academy in Kilkenny. Sunday, the 21st, Wrestlebrainer is on at the Catfish in Fitzroy in conjunction with DMDU. That's pretty much all the wrestling for this weekend, but great to see things are starting to hit up again, which is great news. Boys, always good to catch you.
2: There could be more, but I'm—I was pretty lazy and looking yeah, around. I just did a few right. searches. That's if right you've right. got events you want to promote, hit us up, and we will put it on our run sheet. We definitely will.
3: hit us up. Well, I'll catch you, fuck whackers next week. <laughs> um, have fun. Hey Tony, right before we go, yeah,
2: very exclusive news on. I mean, it's probably just been announced online. I just don't want to not have it. Um, renegades have announced their latest signing. Um, And they have hashtag signed Shazza.
1: There you
3: go. Finally. Finally, the hashtag has paid off.
4: Big get.
3: Yeah, very good.
4: She's about to go to America next year. There's going to be a lot of eyes on her. So this is um, a very good
1: get. Very, very good get. Well done, Renegades, on that one. And well done, you guys. Thanks for a big show. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to you catching us again right here on The Turnbuckle.